Sleep and Talk Football. I'm your host, Peter. I am Stuart. I'm Charles. Yeah, so the Premier League continues to entertain. Uh, some yeah. teams are getting into form, others are losing form. So the top, Liverpool are, are top, they are getting some consistency. Mm-hmm. But the blockbuster match of the of the round, game week seven, was Manchester Arsenal. Arsenal won it by one goal, a penalty scored by uh, Abu Mayang. Chelsea played Burnley, they won 3-0. Liverpool played West Ham, they won 2-1. Man City played Sheffield, Man City won 1-0. And Spurs versus Brighton ended 2-1 with Gareth Bale scoring. So, your reactions to the match of Game Week 7, Manchester Arsenal. Yes, uh, that match was played on a Sunday, as I said. Uh, Sunday matches are very tricky. Also, uh, let's be honest, uh, neither team really did the most. Uh, I have to disagree. Uh, One team did the most. You cannot say... Or in, it was balanced. Arsenal were attacking in the first half, Man United were attacking in the second half. That you cannot deny. We can't deny we watched the game with you. Yes. Which attacking was Manchester United doing? In the second half, it was all Man United. How, how many chances on targets did you have? So let me check the statistics. Yeah, so as you check, Charles, Manchester United Arsenal. Uh, I was really happy that Arsenal won that game. Yeah, the it shows that uh, Manchester United have been declining a lot. And I don't know what the problem is. Maybe the manager, or maybe the, as most uh, Manchester United fans are saying, the, what's his name, Ed Woodward. Yeah. What is his position in Man He's the CEO. The CEO. Yeah, I, I really think my Man U need a, uh, uh, what? Board of, uh? The director of football. Director of football, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they can be at the same spot they were a couple of seasons ago. Yes. So according to the statistics, yes, Man United were attacking very much. Uh, they had 53% possession, uh, 70, uh, 731 touches, 8 shots. Uh, <laughs> How many on target? 12, uh, 2. Also, Arsenal had 2, what was a penalty. Uh, they had six corners, four offsides, and yes. so your point is Arsenal's uh, stats. They are also impressive, but they were more well, uh, defensive. Like uh, they had twenty five clearances compared to Man United's twelve. They had twenty tackles. I'm not saying that uh, Arsenal did not play well, but we have seen better matches from Arsenal. We have seen better matches from Man United. And as Paul Pogba said, it was a stupid tackle from him. And let's be honest, if uh, he did not do that, there was no other clear-cut chance that you could say either team could have won the match using that. But football football is not a game of maybe if he hadn't done that, then this yes. result. Football yes. is a game of things happening. And, yes, yes. Uh, if you have the penalty is given. That is the basics of... And also it was played on a Sunday. Yeah. And also, speaking strictly as an Arsenal fan, who has watched Arsenal play? Yeah. Arsenal, for me, that is the best match I've seen them play so far. They had intensity. There was no static movement. 
there was the pressing, there was the attacking. Eh? Abumayang was seen to do more. Abumayang was seen doing more in that match than he usually does in the matches that preceded it. The whole team performance was, was good. Yeah, I'm not as the hugest fan of Bellerin, but in that instance, in two instances that I've seen him play, and his actions have allowed us to win the game, the Sheffield game and this game, I think he's improving. But I still say that Bellerin has the tendency to just switch off during a game, and that's why sometimes I don't like to rate him. But the man of the moment, eh, Patin, after being derided by rival fans, that the party was over before it started. He showed his class. He marked Pogba and Rashford out of those of the, of the central field play. And I believe it is an improvement. But you can also not get away from the fact that Arsenal still does not score goals as per the moment. Yeah. And the insistence of Ateta to play Lacazette and he doesn't provide either the support that assists to bring other attackers into play or score himself is very questionable but so far at least he's dealing with his problems the city the city game he, be- he dealt with it by bringing on uh, what is his name gabriel in the central midfield which is a mistake he did by not including him in the liverpool game so at, he's evolving with his team and especially if he can sort now attack because i i believe the midfield he has gotten the person that is playing the game that he wants to play then we might improve yeah yeah and also shout out to Elneny. There's a lot of hype around him, but I've been a national fan long enough to say I want to wait and see by the end of the season if he's still in contention. Or yeah. the Arsenal fans will do what they like to do by just start by starting. It was just, mm, coming after him the way they went after Mustafi for that mistake after yeah. coming back from injury. So we'll move on to Chelsea versus Burnley. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that was a masterclass from Chelsea. Uh, we saw what uh, Timo Vana can do. He was really attacking. Uh, also, Hakim's here. Uh, it, I think it was, it was his first goal, if I'm not wrong. Second. Second, second goal. First goal in the Premier League. Uh, it was really impressive from uh, Chelsea, and which it has now seen them uh, keeping, I think, five consecutive clean sheets since 2010 uh they are really improving uh, yes yeah, it was a great performance from chelsea at least they've shown that they can they can be title contenders for this season yeah and i was really impressed with the how they attacked specifically and also keep keeping a clean sheet and i think that the addition of mandy has really improved chelsea as a whole yeah yeah I believe they are, they are doing that the thing that we said, if Chelsea click, eh, they'll be a formidable team. And I see that Zeke was the missing piece in the attacking play because he's able to bring other, people's in, other people into play. And also, I've seen that he has been allowed the freedom. He's not just a left, right winger. He's allowed the freedom to drift in in the middle and also go wide as he saw places so we have two playmakers one from the wide uh, who's Zike from middle we have um, Havertz and also Mount is also playing both attacking players that can bring bring others into play so I believe 
they are they are okay i still believe there is a lot of mistakes in katsuma's play but i believe so far as long as when tiago is playing yeah. he's mitigating those mistakes and we have to say that mendy has dealt with a huge problem that was with chelsea now at least everybody is sure that they can at least even hold a high line that they that their keeper will will save them yeah, like yeah, with keeper but yeah, to see but so far i'm saying i'm not seeing stunning play from chelsea but they are not losing and that is more important than just yeah. eh, amazing play so we move on to liverpool west ham uh yes uh, liverpool they pulled up another result which let us let me be biased it won't go far they are losing this coming sunday and yes you can quote me on that uh, as for me uh, liverpool uh, they were not con- very convincing uh, although it's, it's it's still a win but by the stands by the standards of liverpool uh i see i see a, sli- a slight decline yeah this of yeah for sure there is a decline in liverpool in the way they they play but there's still the tenacity the tenacity that i also say that i see also in manchester city it's not there in the the way they are playing so far but if you go to sleep any team goes to sleep yeah. eh, you will be beaten and also liverpool have shown their tenacity of always going for the win yeah because in this game they were being held then jota came on and then they scored and then they won not a convincing performance but a win because football is a game of winning and losing Yeah. yeah and you and it's a game of 90 minutes so if you don't defend to the death hmm, you will find that you will become like the way newcastle was on the verge of having a comeback from everton because the everton keep on pressing until the time is up so we move on to man city sheffield oh, okay uh not a convincing match for us uh i really think that We have a, we have a problem while attacking like you see if, if defenders are scoring for us at this point we really we really need to pull up, pull up our socks sterling needs to improve okay our strikers yeah that's what i see so it's it's still a win uh, at the end of the day it's three points but there's still room for improvement yeah, yeah. what can you say to man city seemingly so far we've not been putting up putting up performances in the champions league like you said they are trying they are better they than trying yeah they are better than in the epl but when they come to the epl it's, it's as if it's a they dull down exactly so, it's been we've been i don't know if it's our morale or what we've not been at the same level we were like a couple of seasons ago it seems that we've declined for some reason but i hope that we we click as the season goes on but hopefully we'll see uh, uh, with man city i'm not really sure what the, the problem is because uh, they're averaging at least 8 to 10 shots on target per goal as in per game or per goal uh, per, per game uh, i think their problem is converting the the chances, chances. to goals uh, because right now they're averaging 1.5 goals a match i because i 
last season uh the previous seasons were beating teams like uh seven seven eight five that was the, a normal day for Manchester city and right now even the one nil they are struggling yeah. yes for me i don't it's it's the problem that i believe <laughs> either they have they believe they have become too big that they want to play in the champions league alone but the thing about the EPL it doesn't matter whether you believe one competition is better if you do not turn up you're going to you're going to be beaten but so far i can say at least they are winning so at least they are doing something right eh? and they are keeping clean sheets and eh? when laporte and diaz are playing together we don't see any much fluctuation in the way they play yeah. which which allows their because so far i've seen walker score i've seen cancelo score i think in the champions league and they keep on bringing people into play and as they grow into the match or at least when aguero and jesus are completely fit i think they will be able to come back into play but i'm not sure it's it's a conundrum you know yeah. they're a big team you know their personality is nobody injured yeah you know they should be winning yet yeah they are not being able to crunch out matches yeah? okay. the same way like in the, the same way that leeds play you don't feel that הההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
half the season, we will see if something picks up or something. Uh, a lot of criticism will start coming on Pep if nothing changes. So we move on to Spurs Brighton. Spurs have got a swagger in the way they play. But there's there's also sometimes funny things that are happening. Yeah. Okay, they won at they won at Brighton, but Europa League Antwerp, a team we don't know, they lost. And they also put the big players in that game and they were they were, they were unable to come back. So it's like there's also some lack of being homogeneous in that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're not together. Like if on a good day, Spurs will will beat you soundly. And also in other days they're like they can win but they're not with that intensity like the way they beat they beat Manchester Manchester United. Or they are being complacent because yeah. they are playing with a small team. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And also you cannot say that whatever how they won was let's say they won the Mourinho way. You know Mourinho will yeah. will this is a scholarly Mourinho appreciates and wins by. But in terms of actual open play football, showing that you're expressing yourself, I felt they weren't expressing themselves because Brighton was also bringing the game. Considering the first goal was a penalty that I contest. Yeah, because I don't believe in any... I don't believe what... I don't know what quotient it meant. Yeah, because it was just a simple foul outside the box, but it was given as a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I believe a penalty, for me, should be at least... A clear goal scoring opportunity, like at least you could have crossed the ball somebody to score. And that was what was impeded by me mm-hmm. me tackling you. But he wasn't tackled, it was just a jump and he was backing into the player. And then a penalty was given. So it wasn't a convincing game for how Spurs should play. But still Spurs are, what am I going to say? Winning. Yeah, are winning and also are well packed in the right areas in terms of personnel. So Hoibia continues to work wonders. For the team, and when Dumbele plays, and what is his name? Bell, when he, the way he has started, he has shown his brilliance, and so far, at least he's a capable replacement. When he comes on, he can win the game the same way. Kim wins the game. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, the big takeaway from that game was Bell's goal. It was not that impressive, but. To spark that form that a player needs, an attacking player needs, uh, that boost, morale boosting goal. Uh, I think it was very required from him and it came at the right time. Uh, Hakeem uh, has gone back to his assisting. I think his overall, uh, his overall capabilities have improved this season. He's no longer just scoring. Assisting, he's doing everything. He's back in defense. Everything he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tote are among the most improved clubs this season. Yeah. But since since Mourinho came, they are the third. They are the third in terms of wins. So maybe we have we have not been paying attention to them, but it is uh, the projection keeps on going up. Yeah. They have been on the same projection or trajectory going up. In terms of attack. So we move on to game week eight. Game week eight, we have two matches we can call blockbuster matches, so we can we can begin with them here. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Manchester City faces Liverpool. Yes. At the Etihad. So what uh, what are your what is your analysis and predictions for that game? Uh I'm just saying it's uh, straightforward. 
Man City will win this game uh, by like two goals to nil or, or two one. Uh, just you know, Man, Man City will win. Based on what? Because it, okay, there is bias. You might not want Liverpool to win, and that is fair. But based on analysis, what do you believe? City will do to beat Liverpool. Oh, I'm not coming here with analysis. Uh, but uh, based on analysis, uh, Man City, yeah, Le- Leicester, not Leicester, Liverpool, uh, slightly weakened. Even though they, we have seen that they can cope without Van Dijk, but also, as you have been listening to this podcast for the past like what five five uh, weeks. And every time I say a game that is played on Sunday is very tricky. So solely because of that, I'm saying Man City will win. But also the Arsenal versus Manchester United. I also asked you, eh? So being a Sunday, being two big teams, which team is it going? To, the Sunday is going to be in favor of who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That analysis. part, that part of the equation, I am yet to figure out. But yes, one team will win. When the one team will lose, <laughs> obviously <laughs> they can draw, but they will not draw. Okay, for me, I'll okay. I don't have a specific scoring, but I think it will go two one for either team. Liverpool might win two one. Man City might win two one, due to the fact that, uh, okay, we are both coming with confidence that we won, uh, Champions League games. Okay. So yeah, so I, I think it might go might go either way. Although I'm a city fan, uh, I might say it might go <coughs> two one yeah. scoring. I'll go for Man City. So yeah, can we ask? Can I ask? Does Diego Jota start this game for Liverpool? Definitely. Yes, because uh, the man is a powerhouse. I was seeing the stats. For the first, uh, compared to the people in his position, Origi uh, and uh, Firmino, he's a far better uh, replacement. He was a great addition to the squad. And also, I've seen in his first 10 games, he has scored 7 goals. Firmino in his first 10 games for Liverpool, he did not score any goals. Uh, he's just the, the guy in form, if you are a manager. You can't just put that man on the bench. But if you have followed Liverpool enough, you have realized Klopp tends to stick to some things. You remember in finals, you always sure it will be Wijnaldum, Henderson, and what was his name, Milner. He used to populate the midfield if you are going to play big games. So you, I have a tend, I have a belief that it is Firmino who will still start. And also in terms of Diego Jota. He has come into form at Liverpool. Last season, he was not at form in the Premier League for Wolves. He was in form in the, what is it called, Europa League only. He used to flop in the Premier, in the Premier League. So, as a City fan, what do you, how do you believe he'll set up for this game? Okay, for club, uh, yeah, he might be right. He might start the front three. Yeah. He might start uh, Firmino, Salah and Mane, also due to experience. Yeah. All the time Liverpool have played with that front three, they have trained. Uh, they have, they have the tendency to to hurt us in a in a way. Yeah. So I I also believe that Firmino might start. Yeah, and for City, since uh for us um definitely the front three or yeah 
Sterling, and Foden might start in the, mid, in the midfield. But I have seen Pep for- plays Foden in the front three. I don't understand why, but it <laughs> does. Yeah, but Foden, to be fair, when Foden has come on in yeah. City games, City have sparked because it's like he he has the hunger, the intensity that yeah. most City players mm. don't seem to have yeah. a lot of. Also, we have to mention that Ederson yeah. is in form. He keeps on saving City in certain yeah. certain situations. Yeah. Like the Arsenal game, he's the one that stopped both Abumayang and what's his name Saka. Saka. Yeah, it was his brilliance, not that. They were the attacking players did not know how to finish that ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, in terms of predictions, mm-hmm. I believe Liverpool will grind out a result. Based on mm-hmm. based on form and based on them growing yeah, into into form faster than I'm seeing City growing into form. Because Atalanta, we believe it will be a blockbuster. We believe there will be goals. And you see the <laughs> the mid the defense that was played was yeah, I think Williams ran or something. Williams and uh, Gomez. That is not the big defense that you expected him to play. Yeah. Yeah. But they played and Diego they Jota came. Yeah. Diego Jota came into form and their goals, yeah, most of them were typical Liverpool goals and they were pressing, they were intense and they're into, they're into form. But I cannot also hold back that City are at home and they can decide even them they want to spark. And also you can you have to add the 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 merit of it's a big game. The same way we saw a big game, Manchester United Arsenal, not teams that are playing particularly both of both of them, but they brought the game to the best of their ability. I lean Liverpool, but it will be at least entertaining. But it will be on a Sunday, as Stuart tends to say. So the next game is Everton, Manchester United. Two teams that I believe have lost. Is it back to back? Yeah, that have lost back to back games, and Everton is at home. And in the game, Richardson comes back. Uh-huh. I don't know if Dinya comes back. Yeah, Dinya will be back. Yeah, Dinya comes back. Rodriguez comes back. So a fully fit Everton goes to meet huh? Manchester United, which has um, which has just lost in the Champions League in a very baffling matter. So what are your analysis and predictions? Yeah, my prediction is that Everton will win 3 <laughs> yeah, Best yes, to yes, Okay, Everton attacks. Uh, they have, especially when Richardson has returned, yeah. the intensity of the attack will be at a higher rate. Yeah. And uh, Manchester United uh, coming from uh, uh, loss, I think the they will still have their confidence will be low. So I have no hope for Manchester. United. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Stuart, it's a game that is going to be played on a Sunday. Uh, it will not be played on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's on a Saturday, <laughs> and also Man United have won all their away games in the Premier League. Uh, but at home. Uh, uh, statistics. <laughs> No, they have what uh, fifty six home percent or whatever. Yeah. Uh, tricky, tricky, tricky one. <laughs> On one side, you want Man United to win because it's Man United. On the other side, you want them to lose because 
it's if there was supposed to be a time to fire manager this will be the ideal time because of the international break and whatnot so it's 50 50. they win yes you're happy man united have won they lose you are happy yes what is your only will be bad yeah and, is and consider everton brought a lot of problems a fully fit everton brought a lot of problems to liverpool yeah. we do not refuse that so, <laughs> so what is your prediction manchester united everton manchester united uh, let me know i i have no prediction <laughs> If it was on a Sunday, we'll say uh, I'm thinking a draw, maybe. Yeah, but there's two games they have drawn each one one. Yeah, I think I'll agree with Charles that that Everton will beat Manchester United because the gameplay of Manchester United, as I've said a lot of times, is the counter-attacking type of play, mm-hmm. and has been as has been proven in both in both. Uh, both the Arsenal game and also the Berkshire game, that if you can hold hold them and play in deep blocks, Manchester United cannot play the counter-attack and they are unable to pass through your defence and create chances so far. That is not a tactic that has been employed. So, in terms of def- in the midfield, Alan Dokure are able to hold whoever Manchester United can put because they are not going to be creative. And so far, Bruno Fernandes seems to be winning for some reason. He's not... The superstar that came in January, because you saw him create chances, bring other people into play. This the Arsenal game, somebody holds him, he's unable to, to play effectively. So I believe if Everton play their cards right and hold the midfield and hold and they have players that I believe can hold Martial and uh, what is his name? Uh, Rashford. Yeah, and they have the creativity now with General Rodriguez to bring Calvert, Richarlison and also Iwobi into play, then I believe Manchester United would will lose. And also but, might... but my prediction is is as is Everton two, Manchester United one. But also you might argue uh, Everton's defense is also not no. quite good. Yeah, uh, I think they are conceding at least a goal each game or no if not two. Uh Man United will have had uh, Martial back. Hopefully uh Cavani will start and then Rashford will go to the win. Because I think if Cavani, Rashford, uh, Martial and Fernandez are in the same game, uh they can really trouble the defense. Uh but you never know. They you might score four goals and concede five yeah. because of Maguire. <laughs> yeah, so there's a balance, but the problem that I'm saying they are going to win is tactically. Yeah, there's no change in the way that you play. You are not complex that you can counter attack or you can build up from the back or pass through a deep block so that you win. That's my problem, regardless of personnel yeah, in that game. So we move on to Chelsea Sheffield. Um, I'm going for Chelsea. Uh, Sheffield have yet to have yet to recreate their winning streak of last season. They came from the championship. They are winning all the games. Uh, they are yet to light that spark, if I may put it so. Uh, I'm going for a Chelsea win. I'll also go for a Chelsea win as well. Huh? Uh, Chelsea have been. 
Okay, they've been in in good form, so definitely I'll go for them. Yeah. And Zek is 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 playing well, so yeah, definitely I'll go for Chelsea. I'll two nil win. I don't want to be that guy that goes on trying to make Sheffield get into form. So I won't be that guy, but I believe it will not be an easy game, an easy game for Chelsea. But Chelsea now have got uh, what do you call it? Players that are lethal. That if Sheffield should slip, as they slip against Arsenal, and we won that game, then Chelsea will win. There is no, there is no way I'm seeing Sheffield Sheffield win, yeah, because so far when Thiago plays and uh, Mendy and uh, Zuma, they are not conceding. And the midfield, they have got enforcers that are able to play the game. And unless Sheffield can match them blow for blow and start producing goals because Sheffield are not scoring enough sometimes to win games like last season. Or at least I don't believe they have the luck that they had last season when Landstrom was scoring. I don't even Sheffield Sheffield can win. So I believe Chelsea will win. Maybe even three goals again. <clears throat> I think Timoana will score again and Ziyech may be assisting in the in the moments that Timoana scores. If not, if not Mount. So it will and in terms of an interesting game, I doubt if it will be an interesting game. Because I believe Sheffield will play in a deep block to counter the attacking style or flow of uh, and pace of Timovan and uh, what do you call him? Zelzaik and also Pulisic, not Pulisic, Mount. Yeah, so we move on to Arsenal, Aston Villa. As an Arsenal fan, I still have a problem that we can own. I believe we are good defensively. We have shown consistently that we are good defensively. Nowadays, in the league, I believe we have got the best defensive defensive record. By that, I mean we have considered the least amount of goals so far in the, in the league. But still, Aston Villa, as I said previously, I believe they are overhyped. And if one of their players yeah, is, uh, is injured, or maybe Grealish, to be precise, is injured, we are not, we are not able to see how they can play. We're not tactically diverse to be able to win, to win against Arsenal. Yeah. But to be fair, Arsenal is not scoring goals, and whenever in Konsa, it's Konsa and uh, what is his name, Konsa and Mings are playing, they have got a good partnership. But last time out, when they played Southampton, yeah, they were beaten four three. Yeah. Let's say there was there was brilliance from uh, there was brilliance from one pros, but they were still beaten and they were in a sense found out. Yeah? So I believe Arsenal can win this game, but I think it's going to be played on a Sunday. So maybe Stuart will tell us if Arsenal will lose. But my my worry is not that Arsenal will play well; is that are we going to score goals? Are we going to start scoring goals? Yeah, because we can say we, we were unlucky, at least the effort that William had against Manchester United was a go, good team play, but people are not finding the back of the net. And I don't know which player has to enter to find the back of the net. Yeah. All right. Or finally, Abu Mayang will be played through the middle, but I doubt it. But I believe Arsenal can grade out a result against Aston Villa.
Okay, I also believe, I personally believe that uh, Arsenal will, will win. Because uh, mainly Ateta, Ateta has been, let me say, uh, a bit brilliant by by solving problems. He is a futurist of some sort. He sees a problem, he solves it. So I believe uh, he'll be looking for, okay, Arsenal has been struggling uh, by looking for, by converting goals. So I believe that Ateta, by now, has realized that problem, hopefully. So if he has, uh, I, I believe there'll be Arsenal will, will win convincingly by by three goals to to nil. Yeah, all I can say is what I'm certain hundred percent sure of Aston Villa must score. Uh though uh, credit to Arsenal, they have party now. Uh, their midfield is sort of set. Ateta uh, did his work in the defense. Their only uh, problem is attack right now. Uh, I cannot definitively say. The, let me just say Aston Villa will score and leave it at there. Yeah. So hopefully, I'm also tentative, but. You know, you must support your team. <laughs> In this instance, if it was against a big team, I would say maybe Arsenal will have a problem. But I believe Arsenal will win this. <laughs> since you're not scoring, maybe 1-0. Maybe 1-0. But since Stuart says we are scoring, and I put his calculations in mind, maybe 2-1. That is if we score. So we move on to West Brom, Tottenham. Yeah, uh, that's easy. Uh, very, very easy. I'm going for a straight Tottenham win. Uh, Gareth Bale to score. Uh, West Brom no yet to win. And if you see their games, apart from like one game, I think it was against Chelsea. Chelsea. That's the only game I really saw them playing. The other games, uh, I don't know. I don't know how they won the championship because they are playing really badly. Uh, I'm just going for uh, Tottenham straight. Yeah, I also believe it will be an easy dub for Tottenham. Uh, yeah, and will have a lot of goals, like four goals. They will score definitely. And our main man, the myth, the legend, Hurricane, <laughs> will convert some goals. Also, son, please. <laughs> by sheer chance you listen to this please do something <laughs> for your fantasy your fantasy yeah i don't i don't believe this will be a blockbuster match maybe but we have also to compute that in this league there are interesting things that are happening all over the place but, also yeah? it's, it's but so far in terms of form in terms of form west brom cannot be counted on to be the one that breaks the lines or breaks the the the, the, streak of, yeah, the streak of of Tottenham or be the unpredictable unit as Leicester, Leeds, Aston Villa and other, other teams that are above them in the league are proven to be. So I believe Tottenham will win and if West Brom is not, is not set up right, they are going to lose badly because so far Tottenham is a free scoring, free scoring team. But let, let's, let us give West Brom a little bit of credit. It will be played on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, as you have seen in 2020, Sunday, very tricky. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe this will be the game they require to turn their season around. You never know. Yeah. 